good morning. For those of you that haven't been told this yet, Happy New Year. Today, I have chosen to speak out of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, because just like where we are now, entering 2022, Joshua is at where he's got something in front of him that he has no idea what he's up against. But he does know who he serves and he knows who's able to take him across that Jordan River. Joshua had no idea what laid on the other side of that river. Just like here we are entering 2022 and you know, just the last couple of years have been upside down, backwards, chaotic. Who knew? Who knew what was coming in the last couple years? We don't know what awaits us in 2022. But we do know who we serve and we do know how to cross over the Jordans that will come our way this year. A little bit of backstory of where we are uh, getting up, leading up to Joshua chapter 1. Moses led the people out of Egypt towards the promised land. They got to the Jordan River. He sent one representative of every tribe across the river. Twelve men went across the river. Ten came back. Ten came back with negative or poor analogies of what really awaited them on the other side of the river. And two came back with positive information. Joshua and Caleb came back and they're, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go. And ten people said, nope. Those people are huge on the other side of that river. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. What they failed to understand was that we don't compare ourselves to other people. We compare ourselves to where we are in God's sight. How does God see us? Can we cross this Jordan that waits for us down the road? So obviously, majority ruled. Moses, Moses listened to the naysayers. And because of that, God said anybody 20 years and older will die in this wilderness. And so for 40 years, they circled around in their wilderness. And Joshua and Caleb got to attend a lot of funerals of naysayers. Can you imagine being Joshua and Caleb being around negative people for 40 years? It I, I just blows my mind. But, in that, their strength in the Lord grew more and more and more. Their faith grew more and more and more. Do you have a story? Do you have a story? Where have you been in your wilderness? What has God brought you through in your wilderness experience? Your faith grows more and more. Your story with Him grows more and more. So here they are. They're on the threshold of promise. 
when God makes a promise, God lives up to His promises. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what He said to us when we put our faith and our trust in Him. That's a promise of God. If you could, I'd like for you to stand as I read verses 1-9. If you could stand and I'll read this. I'll try and be as quick as I can because it is rather lengthy, but here we go. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. You shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand so that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You may be seated. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. O most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that I don't embellish anything in Your Word but I pray that I don't detract from Your Word either, Lord. So, Lord, I just ask that You speak through me. This is Your Word. This is Your truth. If there's someone here, Lord, today that needs that nudge, if there's someone here that needs that encouragement, Lord, Lord, speak through me. If there's someone here that's wondering what in the world is this Christian, being a Christian is all about, Lord, I pray that that seed falls on fertile soil. Thank You, Lord. Seriously, Lord, thank You for being here. Thank You for helping me relay Your message to Your people. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I would like to concentrate on the first two verses to start off. And I'm just going to go to verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Let's just stop right there. It says, the Lord said to Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua. How you and I hear from the Lord is through prayer. Don't skip it. This, the last song that we said, we sang, what a friend we have in Jesus. Take it to the Lord in prayer. I guarantee you, for 
all those years that that Joshua and Caleb were in the wilderness, can you imagine the prayers that they had on it just blows my mind to think about being around a whole group of naysayers for 40 years. Oh my goodness. The, the fortitude that they must have had would have been off the charts. So, prayer is absolutely where it's at. Don't skip it. Don't skip it. I know that God desires a relationship with you and I. And the only way that you and I are going to have a relationship with anybody is we need to talk to them. It's the way I have a relationship with my wife and my daughter and my father-in-law, people in my life, I talk to them. And they talk back to me. I like to, when, when I pray, I like to be like a child. In 1 John, I, I love how 1 John is written. It says, little children. Over and over and over in 1 John, it says, little children. 1 John chapter 2 starts off with little children, little children, little children. One of the beautiful things that, that I love to do is to teach children. My wife and I, on Wednesday night, we have the 5 to 10 year olds, and I love that age group because there's no filter. They don't, they don't, they don't go through some, if you will, some, through some political school where I can't say that. I can't say that. They just are, they're just raw and they're real. And there's, you're going to God, the person that knows you through and through and through. So why not just be raw and real with Him? Lord, I am up against this and I don't know what to do. Be raw and be real when you go to Him in prayer. Be raw and be real. One of the things that I say about myself is that in my life, I want to be, I want to be Jesus with skin on. In other words, I want, to, I want somebody to when they look at me, not see me, but see Him. And so the attributes that I do, I, I want them to portray Him. So, look at, uh, I brought up two, two passages of Scripture. There's, there's many of them, but Matthew 14.23, it says this, After He had sent them away, He went up on the mountain by Himself to pray. When evening came, He was there alone. So, Jesus went himself to pray in the evening. And in Mark 1.35 it says, Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place to pray. Now, I am a man and I, I try and figure most things out. I, I don't know how else to say it. But this is one thing that I, I, I will never figure out. Why do I need to pray? Because my Bible says that He knows my thoughts before I, even, before I even say them. All I can tell you is that He's God, I'm not. He says, pray to me, I'm going to pray to Him. Jesus did, why wouldn't I? At the start of, of verse 2, I love the obituary of Moses. Look, look what it says at the start of verse 2. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Oh my goodness. 
what an obituary. Now, so let's think about this. Moses led the people out of Egypt. He went up one... <laughs> all the things that Moses did, and God says this about Moses. The only thing He says to him is, says, Moses is dead. I see great beauty in that though because see, now... So, so Jesus, God, God, isn't, God isn't comparing Joshua and Moses. How often do we do that? How often do we do that? Well, Pastor John would, would you know, he wants me to do this, and, and Elder Tom wants me to do this, and, and, or, or Pastor John is like this, and, and Elder Tom is like that, and we compare one person to the other. How about if we just compare ourselves to what he says? How about if I just see myself in His sight? How about if you see yourself in His sight? How does God see you? I see that. I see great beauty in this. Joshua is not compared to anybody else except Joshua. Never compare ourselves to one another. Just see ourselves in His eyes. The past is the past. In Philippians 3.13 and 14, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What I see in that is Paul is living life through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. When we, we look forward, not backwards, I understand there are things in my past, there are things in your past, and they will determine how you make your choices. But don't, don't stay back there. Don't stay back there. You were never made to carry that weight. Take it to Him. Just like the song said, take it to Him in prayer. The second half of verse 2. It says, Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. Go over this Jordan. So my question to you is, what's your Jordan? What are you coming up against? You already know that you're coming up against it in 2022. What Jordan have you crossed in 2021? Almost every single day, we will have a Jordan to cross. We will have a decision to make. What will, what will we determine what way we go? Will we stay back in the wilderness? I like what uh, Joe says. He says, stuck like Chuck. Will you be stuck like Chuck back there? Or will you press on? Will you press on? There are some... Jordans that are, are, are out there. Um, just the other day I went outside Pastor John's office and we have a whole series of flyers back there. Pamphlets that you can take on whatever your Jordan is. The death of a loved one. Addiction. Pornography. Myself. Something that I constantly work on with myself is my tongue. My tongue. Ephesians 4.29 says this, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good 
and necessary for edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. There's a reason that I have that verse memorized. It's not up on your slide. It is memorized in my head because I have to say that to myself every single day when I am talking to someone. Value them like He loves them. See them through His eyes. This time of year, it's all throughout uh, the TV. It's, it's everywhere. We're going to make a change. We're going to make a change. And one of the big things that, that is dwelled down upon is, is weight loss. So what I did is I, I pulled up some verses that if, if this is the route that, that we choose to go in 2022 as far as weight loss goes, uh, the first two that I, that I came up with are 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. It says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And the next one, 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Those two verses there, you could perhaps post on your refrigerator or post on that thing that makes you uh, is a temptation of yours. For mine, it would most certainly be uh, I, I would post those on the dash of my truck because it seems like whenever I'm driving down the road and there's a soft pretzel place on the side of the road, for whatever reason, my truck turns right or turns left. I, I'm just saying that soft pretzels are, is my absolute number one temptation. A couple weeks before Christmas, I was attending a, a dinner and, and the person across from me, diabetic. And they made mention that their family was coming uh, for uh, Christmas to their home and they were going to be buying all these things that they knew as a diabetic they could not have. And so uh, they had already made a game plan that, that when the people came to their home, they were going to have these things available to them. But as soon as those people left, so did those things that were in their home. And... 1 Corinthians 10.13 says this. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that way you can endure it. They had, I, I thought it was beautiful how they already had a game plan. Even before the, that, that they had already even before they had gone to the grocery store to purchase those items. Their game plan was this, that when their family left, so did the goods. If you, look, you and I look back on the decisions that we've made, and sometimes we make a left turn when we should have made a right turn, we will see in the rearview mirror where God absolutely gave us an out. But we chose to go the other way. One more for the weight loss. Therefore, I urge you, it's Romans 12.1, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies 
as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Moving on. Verses 3-5. through five. It says, Every place that the sole of your foot will, pre- will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. Verse 5, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. God's promises. We move forward, we look upward. There's a, in one of my devotions this past week, I I noticed a, a, a statement by Jeremiah Johnston, and he said this. He said, Faith is intelligent. It is educated. It is learned. It is hungry for understanding. A healthy faith is a seeking faith. A healthy faith is not satisfied to be ignorant, to be naive, to remain in the dark, or to pass on misinformation. Faith is intelligent, it is educated, it is learned. Joshua, Joshua, when he is on the threshold of entering the promised land, he's already got a track record of faith. So do you and I. We know where God has brought us from and to where we are now. Where we are now. We have a track record. Myself, I journal, so I write things down. And it it certainly helps to look back, to look back in the pages and see how God has been faithful in, in my last week, in my last month, in my last year. By faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Joshua Joshua is getting ready to enter the promised land. He doesn't know truly what awaits him, but he does know who is going to get him to the promised land. Beginning of this past week, uh, I had a, an unusual uh, prayer request, if you will. It was a, a situation in a family, and when you have a situation in a family, it's not like you can walk away from it. You, you live with this person, or you or either your brother, or your sister, you can't, you can't, shall you say, walk away from family. So all this past week, I've been praying James 1.5 for this particular person. Because it's a sticky situation. And, and how, do you, how do you handle sticky situations? James 1.5 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Do you see that right there? That's a promise of God. That promise that God says, I will give you my wisdom on how to handle this situation. So all this week, I've been praying for this person. Lord, help them understand Your way. It'll probably sound, it'll probably be Goofy. It'll probably be different. Probably totally uh, opposite of way the world would want them to go. But more than likely, it is the right way because 
God's ways are not our ways. It says that in Scripture. Moving on. Verses 6 through 9. It says, verse 6, 7, and 9, it says to be strong in His strength. Be strong in His strength. Verse 6 starts off with this. Be strong and courageous. Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right hand or the left that you may have good success wherever you go. Verse 9, it says, be strong and courageous. I want to go back to verse 7 a little bit and unpack that a little bit. It says, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand. Oh my goodness, that is so me. So many times, I, I start off my day where I'm going this direction and I'm going that direction. And those little, those little things on the side, for whatever reason, they get my attention. And I get mired over here. I get mired over there. And I miss the main point. One of the things that, that, that I say is, I don't want to get involved in good things. I want to get involved in great things. There are so many good things on the side that, that, that will vie for my time, vie for my time over here. But what is the great thing? What is the one thing that, that He wants me to do? So, the main meat of this whole passage that I have uh, chosen today is, is, is found in verse 8. Verse 8, it says this, the, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that may, you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Every day. Every single day is to be spent in His Word. Every single day is to be spent in His Word. What, what does He have to say? Uh, what does He have to say about how you start your day, how you end your day? What does He have to say? What, what does He have to say about this situation that I'm coming in? What, what, whatever our issue is, whatever our situation is, He has something. He has absolutely something to say about it. In the military, we used to call it day one stuff. Day one stuff. You show up on time. You show up with a clean uniform. You show up with polished boots. You show up shaven. That's day one stuff. Day one stuff in following Him is read His Word every day. Every day. Don't skip it. Don't skip it. Some... I'm thinking of a couple people that I know within the church walls. They drive a lot. They put a lot of miles on their cars. And one of them in particular, I know what he chose to do is Spotify. Spotify, he can pull up messages 
And he listens, he listens to messages on his long commutes. He's putting good. He's putting good. He's putting good in here as he's driving. I don't know what your situation is. How can you spend more time with Him? How can you make your day with Him more and more? At the end of verse 8, it says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Who here does not want to be prosperous and have good success? Now please, don't hear me that that's the prosperity gospel. Okay, That's not what it's saying at all. What it is saying is that when you come up against your Jordan, you will know, you will know how to cross that Jordan. You will be so strengthened in His strength that crossing that Jordan is no problem at all. Examine His Word every day as far as what direction does He want me to go. Matthew 6.33 says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I know it, it, it sounds elementary because it is elementary. What does His Word say about any of the situations that you're going into? Always give thanks. Always give thanks. It, it seems rather odd. You know, last year, my my best friend that I that I go hunting with, uh, I've been hunting with him for over thirty years, and so uh, his dad passed away last year in, in July. And anyway, uh, so I was really good friends with his dad, and I think about him often. But and I miss. I I, I will be flat out honest. I, I think about him every day. But he's no longer with us. But there's great beauty in that, is to be because the 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 as as the years uh, grew, went on. I got to share the gospel with him, and I know without the shadow of a doubt where he is today. And it seems odd to miss him, incredibly, a lot, and still give thanks. Lord, thank You for taking Larry home. Thank You for taking him home, Lord. He's in a much better place. He's young. He ain't feeling a thing. All that, that he went through the last years of his life, he ain't struggling anymore. Thank You, Lord, for taking him home. One day I'm going to get there. By the way, that said, Besides Jesus, when I get up to heaven, there are two people that I want to sit down and I want to, I want to rub elbows with. And that's Joshua and Caleb. Uh, we were talking about this this morning in the men's group. And, and uh, Caleb, he's 85 years old and he has just been fighting, 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 fighting to take the promised land. And at 85 years old, he's given the option of going to Florida and retiring, or going to Minot, North Dakota, and uh, living in the wilderness. And he chose Minot, North Dakota. But 
Anyway, I just, I just think it's incredibly awesome to look at the character of Joshua and Caleb and see how they uh, endured through 40 years of naysayers. The last verse that I want to talk about, okay, we just talked about you know, Joshua taking people through the promised land. And, and, and uh, anyway, so they're, they're, they're done fighting per se. And Joshua gets all the people together and he has this to say. He says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. And here it is. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for you and your house, what will you do? Will you serve the other gods? Because there's a lot of gods out there vying for your attention. Or will you serve the living God? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. The most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for this day. Thank You for all that You do for us, Lord. Thank You for the truth that's found there. Lord, I pray if there's someone here, Lord, that needs to know more about You, Lord, I pray that You prick their heart and they ask those next questions. Lord, thank You for the baptism this morning and and modeling what it is to cross that Jordan. Be united with You. Lord, I, I love You. We love You. Help us to serve You in the week that's coming up, Lord. Help us to do the right thing when we come to that Jordan. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.